Hello and welcome back to Gossip Happy Hour. This is your host Riley Wilkes and I'm excited to talk with you guys again. Once again, TV shows are back and are premiering and I could not be more excited. Last night, Thursday night, is obviously the best night for TV. You've got Grey's Anatomy, you've got Law & Order SVU, you've got Station 19, you have those three. <laughs> but those three are some of my favorite shows. So I'm excited to recap sort of what happened with them. Now that TV is back, sort of, and shows are starting to premiere their new seasons, I'm going to be recapping more TV shows, not just The Bachelorette. Like, this week I will be recapping Grey's Anatomy season premiere, because that is my all-time favorite show. And I'm just going to, I'm let me know in the comments when I post this on TikTok and Instagram and Snap, if you guys want to hear me talk about This Is Us. Because, again, I love that show, but that's more of a serious, I don't know if most people watch that kind of thing. So just let me know if you guys would like to hear me talk about that, or I can discuss Law & Order. But Grey's Anatomy is, like, university beloved, and it's, like, it's an iconic show, so I'm definitely going to be doing that along with The Bachelorette. So I'm just going to sort of dive into our drama we have going on before I discuss the recaps. So first, things I want to talk about, and this is huge. This morning, I woke up to a notification that said Bryce Hall followed me on TikTok. Round of applause for Riley Wilkes. Yeah, you heard that right. Bryce Hall followed me on TikTok, and I could not be more static because of this. So, a little backstory. Last night, I posted a TikTok about... Put, I don't want to spoil anything. I'm going to discuss this later. But um, of something that Grey's Anatomy's Instagram posted, and it went viral. So, like, I was expecting notifications. And I think it has, like, 100K likes now. This morning, I was expecting notifications about that this morning, so I was just scrolling through when I woke up, and then all of a sudden, Bryce Hall liked, Bryce Hall commented, Bryce Hall followed. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, wow. And this sort of leads us into the drama, because it was a post sort of defending Bryce about it, what was going on with him. So a little backstory into what Bryce Hall was in sort of, a, I don't like to say heat, but like, was receiving some backlash about, we'll say that. So here we go. So, what happened was Ariana Grande called out influencers in LA for going to Saddle Ranch during COVID. She was like, like, do you guys have to be going out? Like, is Saddle Ranch that important? We're in the middle of a global pandemic, etc. And Bryce Hall was like, okay, she's clearly talking about TikTokers. And so he was just like, yeah, she's kind of throwing shade. Like, I don't know what that was about. Not really fair. Stuff like that. I mean... I don't know what Ariana Grande is doing daily, but Bryce does have a point. If he knows or if anyone else does know that she's not exactly following all guidelines, then, like, yeah, he has a right. Like, don't be a hypocrite about it. Again, I don't know if Ariana is or not, but the stands were attacking him for even speaking her name. Like, how dare you're a TikTok. Ariana Grande is a musician. She is famous she's an a-list celebrity like yeah but at some point when it's clearly directed towards you because tiktokers are the main ones who sort of go to satellite and you're allowed to respond and defend yourself and bryce was literally manipulating all of you you guys all got scammed by bryce i'm sorry you're so dumb because he every you guys are all commenting hate comments about bryce like you think you're in her league like ariana Grande doesn't even know your name well you do so my TikTok said this, the Ariana stands and Bryce's comments are so funny. Like, why does it bother you so much with what he says? You keep saying he isn't close to her level of clout, 
but you care about what he says. And then he commented, you're a G, liked, followed. I can't believe he commented, liked, and followed. That was pretty sick. So the point was I was trying to make was if I went on my TikTok and was like, Ariana Grande's music isn't good, which I just made one about Billie Eilish and I'm already getting attacked by people, anyway. But, like, I wouldn't get hate like that because I'm not, like, I have, like, 2,000 followers compared to Billie, Billie Eilish gets, like, millions of streams a day. But you are recognizing Bryce Hall's level of clout by giving him the attention. You are saying his opinion is worthy of my hate, per se. If he was, if your neighbor down the street was like, hey, I think Ariana Grande fucking sucks. Like, yeah, you'd be like, oh my God, no, she doesn't. But you wouldn't be like, who are you to talk about Ariana Grande? Like, yeah. We all have music opinions and stuff. And he wasn't even, the thing about Bryce is, he wasn't even trashing Ariana Grande. He was just talking about the statement she made. He wasn't saying anything about her music or that he's as iconic as she is or anything like that. And you know Bryce can be pretty. Like, he's a bold dude. He's gonna keep it real with y'all. And he would have said that if that's what he meant, but that clearly is not what he meant. So you guys just have to, like, realize when someone is doing this. And Bryce came out and said, hey, this is like a marketing move. I'm pretty sure he said that. And it's true because he's getting more comments, which drives up the creator fund I'm assuming he's in, gets him more views, gets him more money. At the end of the day, everything these influencers say is coming down to money. They know what they're doing. Bryce Hall, while yes, occasionally does some dumb shit that he self-immediately does some shit, is a smart dude. He knows what he's doing. He's going to finesse you if there's an opportunity. And he's going to take Ariana Grande... Nothing, like, Ariana Grande is saying that nothing's going to come back and hurt her. Like, no back, she's not going to receive any backlash from her, what she said. But what Bryce did was, hey, she's thrown, she's thrown a bone. And this bone could be applied to many, but I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to act like the bone was applied to me. So then it becomes an Ariana Grande, Bryce Hall beef, which is what's seen from the fans as that's what it is, even though it's not really that. But that gives him the clout. Because if you're on a beef or something with Ariana Grande, that's a big deal. And so that's why people are talking about it. Because what Bryce did was made it about him smartly. If I was Bryce, I would probably tell him to do the same thing. That is a smart thing to do. Because then it puts you on her level. And it gets you up. And it gets people talking about you. And that's what his ultimate goal was. And that's what it should be of any influencer, what I have to say. Okay, so now I'm going to start by going over sort of The Bachelorette and what happened last night in Tasha's first full episode as the lead. So it starts off with the guys, like, wondering, hey, who's coming? Like, what's this whole situation going to be? Because Chris Harrison didn't tell them. So, boom, and walks Tasha. The guys are, their jaws just drop. Tasha is probably a top three, and she ain't three. He might not be even two most attractive bachelors we've had. She is dropped dead gorgeous. She's smart too. She's charismatic and she's gonna be a great bat. Anyway, it's a refresher from Claire. And not this is it's not about Claire as a person. It's a refresher of the fact that Claire was visibly with Dale and she was gonna pick Dale and they knew it. So now they have like sort of a fresh start and then obviously being Having Tasha is not a consolation prize in the least bit. 
So they were ecstatic to have that. And then Chris Harrison's like, hey, your night's not done. Here are some more people here to meet you. So four new guys come in. It was, uh, I think it was Spencer and then some other Rambos. Spencer was the main one because of how much sort of controversy. Like, he sort of walked in and I liked it. I think I thought it was confident. I I liked his vibe. He walked in and sort of acted like he ran the place. And I was like, I'm not here to make friends. I'm not going to diss you guys. But, like, my thing is Taisha. And that's, like, that's what I'm going to go after. And I respected that. Because you want somebody who knows... Like, I'm not here to be a bro. Like, I'm not going to bro out with all y'all. And that's an issue Claire had with some of the men there was, hey, I feel like you guys aren't here for me, obviously. That may have been exaggerated because Claire just wanted Dale, but you saw Spencer take what he will not take because it's a human person, but like show what he wanted there in that situation. So I liked Spencer and I think he's going to go far. So then they all had a group. It was like a group date. Everyone had a date. So like no one was going to be left out. And it was a group date. And it's visibly, visible. I keep saying visibly. I don't fucking know why. Like it were audibly. It is clear. There you go. I like that better. That they are running out of date ideas on date. Like on episode like number four. Like they've repeated the same dates. And it's, it is extremely hot in LA when they filmed it. It was in July. So like I understand why they're, bringing back pool dates, like, all the time, but, like, you gotta make, have a little creativity. So they're all in the pool, they're all having fun, and then Chris Harrison's like, hey, we're gonna have a game of splash ball, which is, like, pool basketball in a rim. And so, for some reason, shockingly, the splash franchise made them strip down into Speedos. Like, what's their obsession? They do this even more than they do to women, but... Actually, I don't know if that's true, but they do it to men a lot, especially this season. Just let them wear their bathing suits, guys. Like, And there was a contestant named Riley, great name, by the way, who wore his bathing suit. So clearly he probably might have not been comfortable stripping down into a Speedo again. Like, you can show your makeout scenes and everything like that and shirts off scenes. But, like, stop sexualizing them this much to where it becomes, like, an issue where people have to speak on them. It's like, we're uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to watch because you know they don't like it. And it's like you're being paraded around like ponies. And God, the way it's the same thing with women when they do fashion shows and stuff. And they have to put them on bikinis and do like a swimwear section. It's gross. Like, come on. Like, just have it a little bit appropriate. It's somewhat appropriate for us. Like, it's just weird. So Spencer, I think it was Spencer and Riley sort of got into it during the pool game like they were like tussling back and forth and then Spencer was reaching for like a rebound hit no Riley was reaching for the rebound hit Spencer in his mouth by his elbow and Spencer had a bloody lip they made it seem like the music and the stuff in the background was like dark and they're like oh my god are you okay Spencer like what happened they made it seem like he purposely elbowed in the face you could see like it wasn't really on purpose like it wasn't and it was an accident he didn't mean to make him bloody over a basketball game so they're reaching for drama and storylines, especially with, like, people like Yosef out of the picture. They're having trouble figuring out drama. And Claire's gone, Dale's gone, so it's like, what can we do to make this more exciting? Because right now it is kind of lacking in the excitement department. And the date was just kind of, bo- like, these dates have been kind of boring. There's nothing, like, you remember about the dates. You're like, that was funny. That was entertaining. Nothing that broke Twitter. 
or anything like that. They're, and I get the circumstances that they're in, but I'm like, you could have like, there's a whole field of land, like make an Olympics or something like that instead of just, hey, basketball in the pool, play actual basketball or something like that, you know? Or you're like, hey, even fucking gardening, maybe gardening would be exciting there. Just come up with new ideas. Don't repeat the same boring ones. Because, like, hire me and I can tell you, like, hey, how about we try this or this or this? Or this? Like, there's more options. It's a huge resort and you're just using the same damn pool. It's annoying. So what happened next was Brendan's one-on-one date. So Brendan's one-on-one date was, like, clear that she wants to fuck the shit out of Brandon, and Brandon probably wants to do the same thing to her. It was obvious. Like, you knew. You're like, okay, this is kind of weird. Like, what is this about? So Brendan is a very good-looking guy. Tisha's a beautiful woman. There was visible chemistry there. I said it again, visible. So they had another date in which I think at first they were, they ended up going to the pool to make out because that's what they do there in pools when it's just one-on-one. And Brandon was nervous about telling Taisha about their divorce. These guys really didn't know a lot about Taisha because Taisha has been divorced. It's like, you wouldn't really be nervous about telling a girl who's been divorced that you've, you are divorced. Anyway, so the night portion becomes of that date. They have a lot of chemistry. They seem to really be into each other. And he's like, hey, there's someone I got to tell you. I've been divorced. He explains that it was like a high school thing. Like they were the high school power couple sort of. They got married too young. They just lost interest. There was no like cheating or any scandals that went on. But that's what happened. Then he wanted to be like honest with her. So then Taisha tells like, hey, it's okay. I've been divorced too. She reveals though, which we hadn't really heard about before. That there was infidelity in the relationship. She did not clarify on whom, but if she cheated, I don't think she'd be the one really discussing this on a public television show. Like, that would be kind of stupid on her part, you know what I mean? So she reveals there's infidelity, which wasn't really being talked about that much on, like, Twitter. Like, I'm surprised people didn't really notice that that much. But it was kind of, like, big news. Like, whoa, we didn't... Like, for we're clearly reaching for little things at this point to, like, latch on to, so that was, like, kind of one of them, if you know what I mean. So they end up obviously being fine because Tasha's like, it's okay, like, don't worry about it. And obviously do some more making out because he's hot and she's hot too. Why wouldn't they make out? A lot of making out between them is what you got from that show. Um, anyway, the sort of last, there wasn't, this wasn't really an eventful episode. Not really. So they had another group date. Also, one more main thing that I would like to talk about is during the group chat group date which I was talking about earlier they gave easy the one-on-one well not the one-on-one the group date rose but during it they showed the interaction they showed lots of his interactions with Taisha the producers the executives the network knows easy has been accused of rape and they are not doing a single thing about it they say they take these accusations seriously but this shows you who the fuck these are, these motherfuckers are. So next time you're complaining about contestants or the lead or maybe even Chris Harrison or people complaining about it, remember who these people are. You're like, or fans attacking them. Know why. Know why they're attacking them. Because these people are people, 
pieces of shit. They don't give a shit. All they care about is ratings and money. And I get that. I get it's a business. But Easy has been accused of rape. And it would not hurt your shirt show one bit to edit him. To limit his edits. Yes, you probably had to show that he received the rose. Maybe a portion of his conversations. But you clearly don't care. And I hope that now that he isn't going to get another rose on like a group date or something important like that, you don't show him. It's out of respect. And no media outlets besides Reality fucking Steve are fucking paying this shit up. They won't talk about it because they're too scared. And I know the victim does not want to come forward to a major media outlet yet because she does not want this. Once she knows once this is out there, she's going to get hate. She's going to be called a liar. She's going to be attacked, probably getting death threats, rape threats, stuff like that. And she does not need that. And that is up to her. And no one should have a say in that. But the media is aware of these accusations. And they can at least report on that. It's a shame what they're doing. It's a fucking shame. Fucking sick of them. God damn. Alright. On a more positive note. Grey's Anatomy is finally back. And let's fucking go guys. Let's fucking go. This is the best time of the year. Whenever Grey's returns. And... Because this may end up being the last season, Ellen Pompeo has hinted at that. It's all the more reason to take in this beauty while we can. This magnificent show. So, I know what you guys want me to talk about. Derek fucking Shepard is back. Derek and Meredith are back. They're in love. They're together. They're married now. Whatever. He's back. So as you guys saw last night, towards the end, I'm going to start from the end, sort of, because, like, I, this is what I need to talk Like, this is the most important thing. So Meredith, they're dealing with COVID. They're dealing with all of this stress, and they're actually doing a great job at covering it. They're showing how bad it actually is. Everyone wear a mask. If you don't, if you don't wear a mask, don't listen to this podcast. It's not a safe place for you. So just be in social distance. Anyway, so... Meredith is overwhelmed. She's walking out of the hospital and she faints. She collapses and she's unconscious. We don't know whether it's COVID, whether she's just exhausted, because in the preview for the next week's episode, they say it's semi-serious, but you know she lives. Anyway, while she's unconscious, she has a hallucination or a dream, or maybe like we've seen before, she kind of like goes into heaven before she officially dies. Anyway, you see her on the beach standing. You're like, okay, something's about to come. Like, what's she about to see? Because we've seen this before with her in season three. And I see a man, and I'm like, that's Derek Shepard. That is Derek Shepard. He looked beautiful, and she looked beautiful. And they just, it felt right. It felt like with all the terrible shit that has gone on in 2020, we were owed this. We needed a Mare Dare moment for us. And she's like... Derek? And they walk towards each other, and then you see in the preview, she goes, Derek, I missed you. And he goes, I know. And I, please, everyone go read the full interview. Derek, Mer- Ellen Pompeo, Patrick Dempsey, and um, Christina Baranoff, the executive producer, gave to the media, I think it was people, that they talked indefinitely about how, because Ellen and Patrick had some beef earlier because the producers were able to use Patrick as sort of leverage, like, hey, we, to Ellen when she wanted to raise, like, we don't need you, uh, Patrick, 
Ultimately, I think Patrick had an affair with one of the staff members. He ended up, they ended up parting ways. Ellen got a huge payday, well-deserved, by her queen. And so we never knew what was going to happen. Like, where was the status of the producer? But they both live in Malibu. They have houses in Malibu. And they were hiking one day, I think. And I know they're both married, and I hope, I wish them so well with their spouses, but there's just a part of me, and it's um, it's me, it's all of me, actually, that just knows they're meant to be, knows they're in love. And you just saw that. They look so happy in the pictures they took together. And I just he's going to be in at least three more episodes. It's not like a one-time thing. And I'm excited to see where they take. So other majors, and there was a lot. It was a two-parter episode, so it was like two hours long, not including Station 19's part. There was a lot of things that happened. So I'm just going to go over, not sort of exactly what happened in the episode, but like the most important storylines. So obviously I talked about Derek. So we're going to talk, going off of Derek, as you guys know, at the end of the last season, Link and Amelia had a baby. We did not know the name, and it took until like three quarters of this episode where they were deciding names to actually give us the name. The name was Derek Shepherd Lincoln. They had to. They could. They knew they could not. They called the kid Scout, which is okay because they wanted to name first name Scout or like something like Tony. But the producers know everyone has been clamoring for the name to be Derek to honor her brother, and it was beautiful. I'm so happy they did that. They needed to do that. Because they would have gotten a ton of outrage if they didn't, I'll tell you that. People would have been pissed if they didn't give proper respect to Derek, what he deserves. Um, Teddy and Owen. So, as we finished last season, Owen got a voicemail of Teddy and Tom fucking. And so what we see is the day after Owen canceled their wedding for what was told to Teddy that, like, he had an emergency surgery. He, she was like, why did you cancel our wedding? He was like, oh, I didn't cancel it. I postponed it because I told you, you know, I had an emergency surgery. He was just like, um, she was like, that's not like you. Like, why? And she was, she's like, she knew he knew, but she didn't want to say he knew. And it's like, it was all sorts of madness. He was like, why is there something you want to say? Or like, do you not want to get married? And she's like, oh, no, I do. He was like, oh, okay, cool. See you. And then later in the episode, you see Teddy going, like, we need to talk and stuff. And it's like, they end up meeting post-OR, and she's like, oh, and I know something's up. What's wrong? This isn't, I know you, this isn't like you. And Owen goes, I think you're projecting your, like, your secret onto, like, something you're hiding onto me. Is there anything you're, like, hiding or anything? Like, is there anything you want to tell me? So what he was doing was he was giving her the chance to come clean. Like, if you truly love me, and maybe we can make this work, you'll come clean and you'll tell me the truth. And she's like, nope, I have nothing I want to say to you. Which is the ultimate move of the bitch. And he literally pulls out his phone. He's like, okay. He plays the voicemail. And just walks out. And he's like, I believe, like, I thought you loved me. And later you see in the parking lot, she's like, Owen, which is now present day. Owen, I love you. Like, I want to be with you. And then he's like, I've listened to that voicemail like a hundred times, over a hundred times. You didn't want to be with me. Tom asked you to run away. She was like, yeah, and I said no. He was like, you didn't say no. You didn't say I don't want to or we can. I am in love with Owen. And you said I am getting married to Owen, which felt like an obligation, which I 
Oh, I know a lot of people don't like Owen. Slay Owen. You are not anyone's obligation to get married. If she truly in love with you, and it's not like she had a one. And he told her, he's like, I cheated on Christina because I was enraged. I was so angry. Like, what did I do to you to make you so angry? Because Owen didn't do anything to her. And she just had a, didn't have a reason. Like, that was the thing. She didn't have a reason besides she, like, sort of fell in love with Tom. And you never, you clearly aren't in love with Owen. And no one's like, I don't need that. Like, that's not what I want. So bravo, Owen. You deserve better. So Richard's back. Richard and Catherine ended last season. As for Richard, like, saying, like, hey, fuck off after Catherine bought out his hospital and fired him when he gained, regained his memory from cobalt poisoning. And so he's back in the hospital. He's healthy. And it shows him sort of talking to Jackson about this whole thing. Like, they're still, they're both two stubborn people. But in the end, Catherine fired Tom, not as a surgeon, but as, like, the chief of chiefs, and hired Richard. And then Richard was like, come home. Which I'm pissed about, because I hate them together. I hate Catherine with passion. Catherine is not Ellis Weber. Ellis Weber was a queen. And Ellis Gray was a queen, sort of queen. Not really a queen, I don't know. But... Richard deserved better. Your wife doesn't fire you. Your wife doesn't buy out your hospital out of pity. Your wife doesn't embarrass you like she did. But as long as Richard's happy, I guess I'm happy. And the last thing was DeLuca. So we ended off last season with DeLuca obviously going through bipolar disorder. As you know, his dad is bipolar. So we're also a successful surgeon, but he was insane. He was crazy. Like self-described by other people. Um... And DeLuca ended last season in the middle of, like, a maniacic episode. But he would have his fall, and he would fall hard. He accused this mother of sex trafficking her kid. And all the doctors didn't believe him because they assumed he was just experiencing mania. And they let him walk. And so that same patient comes back and said, I was dropped off in, like, the corner of the highway... And, like, DeLuca was right. I was being sex trafficked, but I'm here. And they were, like, they all felt stupid. Like, they should. They should have listened to DeLuca. They were sort of medical proof. Like, he's not going to just lie about that. And they were, like, they gave him an intervention. I was like, hey, you are so passionate and care so much. You don't have to do this alone. Like, you can get help. There's help. And they sort of explained how Bailey did the same thing. As you guys remember, Bailey suffered from OCD and she refused sort of like help for a while and didn't think she needed it and would try to go in the OR with it until she finally accepted help and was okay. So the, we didn't, in the beginning of the episode, we saw Bailey tell Richard DeLuca isn't a resident anymore and we all thought, okay, well, I guess he left or something, fired or is in like a hospital. And you see later that when Mayo's in anger, DeLuca comes in wearing an attendance uniform and sort of comforts her, but that was besides the point is that he's okay and he's got it under control. So I just wanted, those were the main parts that I wanted to talk about. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope you guys listened. I hope you guys share, and I hope my TikTok's sort of popping off right now, just with Bryce Hall following me. Again, thank you, Bryce, if you happen to be listening to this. I love you, man. Find me out to L.A. Let's get some things done. I'll be your manager. And I'm hoping to gain some traction by when I post this and maybe get more views. 
Have an amazing weekend. Stay safe, guys. Stay safe. You don't need to be going to parties. You don't need to be hanging out with 30 plus people. Have an amazing night, and I love you guys.